Welcome to the Athletic MBA Show. Monday through on the Athletic Podcast Network. Welcome to the Athletic MBA Show podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm Zach Harper. We got a full squad today, folks. Yeah. Break for Vic. Break for Vic. You think he's going to win today, huh? No. I cannot have everything in life. I cannot have everything. I cannot be handsome, beautiful kids, beautiful wife. Great family, great teammate, great coaching staff, handsome, athletic. I cannot have everything in life. I cannot make threes too. God had to keep me humble. God said basically, cannot make threes. Can't shoot. Stay humble, my God. <laughs> Dominated the paint, rebounds, dunking on people, Euro stepping. I also want to get rid of replays. Let's just go with human error again, okay? This is your best take ever. Just live with bad calls, people. We just need to live with errors. That's it. Yo, how I work this shit? Bro. New York strip steak? This is the Basketball Buds. Braised beef short ribs? Dang! Welcome to the Athletic NBA Show podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm your host, Zach Harper. Got Trevon Edwards, Mo Dakiel, Jay King with me today. We're going to take you around. I don't know. Like, yeah, we got to talk some Nets and Kyrie stuff. It's getting boring, but, you know, I think this is the last of it, at least for a bit. We'll talk about uh, Spencer Dinwiddie against Tony Brothers. We'll get Jay King's King's Minute. But first, yes. we start off with the only undefeated team in basketball still. They're 9 0. The Milwaukee Bucks are dominant so far, just crushing everybody. Giannis is an absolute machine, and they still don't have Chris Middleton. They don't have Pat Connaughton. They'll get Joe Ingles back at some point. And look, they haven't played, you know, they haven't played the Suns and the uh, and the Celtics and the Cavs every single night, but they've still been really good, really dominant. And Jay, like, I'm curious, do you think this is the best team in basketball? Not just because of their record, but like, I'm just, I'm just looking ahead, and they're going to get obviously their second best player back at some point relatively soon. They'll get Pat Connaughton back, who's a very important role player for them. Sometime in the second half of the season, we believe Joe Ingles will be back into the mix after that ACL tear last year, or I should say earlier this year. Um, what, like, who is set up to beat this Bucks team? Because Giannis might be the best player in the world, and they might be the best team in the world. They are the best team in basketball. What's been so impressive to me about their start is this isn't are you look at this roster and you don't think it's the deepest team at all and they're surviving the loss of Middleton the loss of Connaughton two of their what's seven best players yeah maybe even better than that yeah, like Connaughton might be sixth or fifth or sixth right like he's pretty and, good and, and the defense has been amazing like miles best, best ahead of, yeah. of anybody else they are actually defending the three-point arc they're not just letting teams walk into open threes anymore which is new brooke lopez how how has brooke lopez come back from the back stuff and just it's like it's like he's not 34 years old it's like the back stuff never <laughs> happened he's averaging 15 points a game he's anchoring the best defense of the league yeah, like, yeah, like two and a half blocks like he's brooke lopez yeah. to me is is one of the 
less discussed but more important stories in the NBA right now. That, Bobby that Portis dude is playing at a really high level. Bobby Portis is playing his ass off every night. He's been phenomenal. Double double and, off the bench. Yeah. Yeah, double double off the bench. Like he's in 25 minutes. Like he's been he's been spectacular and I just I don't know like we we had that we had that clip from Giannis uh this weekend where he's talking about like be too handsome, you know, be too athletic, too big, that all this hysterical. stuff, but he just can't, you know, God humbles him by not letting not allowing him to make threes and he still can't make threes. But I think we talked, I need to talk about this on the radio or talk about this on the pod earlier in the season of just like, I don't even care that he takes them anymore. It used to bother me. Now I'm like, yo man, you earned it. Whatever, whatever you need to do here to kind of take a playoff while still being involved. If that's a three point shot for you, he's I, like, I'm for, for power rankings on Monday. Uh, Mo, he like I'm I'm kind of looking at like transition offense and defense for each team. Do you know over a quarter of his possessions are in transition? Twenty seven percent of his possessions are in transition. He gets fouled like thirty one percent of the time. It, it's the thing he does the most in any game, and it's not like teams aren't aware this is going to. Ha- you just can't do anything about it. You you can't stop it, Zach. That's the problem. You can't stop it. He's coming at you full speed he's gonna euro step they talk about building a wall by the time you've built your wall he's already passed it like he just he's steps gone. over the wall it doesn't right, you can build exactly. the wall all you want he just steps over it you know and then the way they you know he does a pretty good job of even finding other guys out of that you know if you pull off of a shooter he'll find holiday or somebody for for a bucket like the, the beauty of this team isn't jay touched on it it's brooke lopez right now like, I don't think there's, you know, the the way he's able to move and anchor the defense allows Giannis to play free safety. So now even when you get by Brooke, okay, the other guy is coming to reject your shot. Like <laughs> right. you're, you're, you're kind of just in a, a, a twilight zone sort of scenario. Like there are not a lot of teams built to take this on. And I think, you know, just they're doing this without Middleton. It's super impressive. The, the guys they have aren't names that you would jump at, but. They all know their role. They know exactly what they're supposed to do and how they're supposed to contribute. And they just kill it in that role. And I think that's kind of just this team. I mean, they have the second best point differential right now in the NBA. And I just don't know how anybody slows them down. Yeah. And and they have that while their offense has kind of been mediocre. Like they're like 15th, totally 16th mediocre. in the league. And so it's like, it's going to get better. Yeah. I mean, and their we- half court goes with Chris Middleton. Right. right. Like Giannis has to have that 27% in transition, <laughs> yeah. you know, for, for it to be effective for them. But like the, when Chris Middleton's not in the game or, or, or not even suited up, like, you know, the half court offense is going to struggle, but that's also where if they can get 75% of Joe Ingles back, yeah, that helps them in the half court. Another yeah. guy that could run pick and rolls and things like that. Like that's, that's the challenge for them. And they Tra- seem to have said just basically like, we don't care about offense. We're going to start Javon Carter. And Amen. it doesn't matter to us. I'm a big Javon Carter fan. Let's not he's, talk a about Javon Carter. he's a dog. He's a dog. That was no slander. That was no slander. But he's not going to help your offensive rating. Let's JG is going to post a picture of Javon Carter with the pit bull in the uh, chest. Is this what we're going to do now? Yes. Yeah. He's got that dog in him. Uh, Trey, we they haven't had a tough schedule so far. Like they beat Philly opening night, and that that looks like it's not really that tough to do. Um, they beat Houston, which is a bad team. They beat Brooklyn. They might have started to figure out things out, but they're a bad team. Uh, they beat the Knicks. Knicks are solid, right? Knicks are solid. They beat the Hawks. Hawks are good. They beat the Pistons twice. Pistons might be the worst team right now. And they beat the Wolves, who are a mess. And they beat the Thunder, who are the Thunder. Um, but Trey, like, what? 
are you convinced on this Bucks team as best in the league, or do you need to see a little bit more from them as the season goes on? I don't think I need to see any more just because they're, you know, they've they got the same team that they've rolled out every other year. Yeah. I mean, they've had a couple pieces that kind of helped them um, just in case. Um, and I think with these injuries like to Middleton and Connington, Marjan gets the looks, you know what I mean? A couple other guys, Wes Matthews just leaned on heavy. I mean, you can go down the line and, and guys that are yeah, kind of uncharacteristic. Yeah, yeah they're, they're kind of leaned on heavy, and I just think that it works in their favor. But, um, no, they're pretty legit. Um, I'm, I'm not even going to water it down or put little in front of the Bucks' name. Like, they're totally legit team in the Eastern Conference, and right now probably the one to go through. Am I the only one who likes Bochamp? No, I like him. I'm a big fan of him. I just think he's going to take I'm, a year or two, you know? Oh, for sure. For sure. But he's and it's like, tough rotation I, to crack. He's yeah. so long, so physically gifted, and he seems to be tough. And I think normally when you have those traits, like you got a pretty good chance of of working out in the NBA. That that move he made at the end of the game against the Timberwolves, like jab step on the baseline, go yeah. by and cock it back for a dunk. I was like, oh, <laughs> okay, Beauchamp's here. Yeah, I mean he looked good. he looked good last year with the Ignite team. You know, like he can he can play, and obviously that's not the the NBA level. But no, I think I think he's going to end up being one of those kind of steals late in the draft or late in the first round, where it's just like, really, we allowed the Bucks to get that guy and develop him like that. Like he he's a nice player, and and I would like him maybe to get a little bit more time right now while those those slots are open in the rotation. But uh, but it's it's not like they're struggling. Well, it's funny, like Serge Ibaka is a complete non factor. Serge is still like a pretty good role player. He plays like ten minutes a game. No, no, no he cooks. So he's the chef, though. Is that oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's team he's chef. Yeah. Poor he, Serge he, doesn't he, have much left, man. I think he, I think he's got more than ten minutes a game left. I don't. Like, know. He can't be out there for 25, 30 minutes anymore. But he still stretches the floor. Like he can still rotate defensively. Like I, I get it. You got to manage that back and everything. But I think he. I think he's got more. If Brook Lopez has more, he's got more. Well, I'll put it to you this way, though. Do they need more? Right. No, if Bobby no, Portis is no, averaging no. a double double, yeah. if if you know Brooks playing the way he's playing, and then Giannis, best player on the planet right now, like I don't know if you if you even need Surge to play more than ten minutes. Yeah, I mean you probably probably don't. You probably don't. Um, is Giannis the best player in the league? I think yes. so. Yes. Is that is that like unquestioned? Um, it's not KD. Like ah. KD's not in the mix. Like Steph's not in the mix. All, all these guys aren't in the mix. Jokic, all those dudes. See, I, I'm still leaning on debatable. I think it's night in, night out. Depends who you ask. Depends who needs what. Mm-hmm. Um, if we just go lean on record, I mean, again, we're only nine games in. Right. <laughs> I just don't really want to. <laughs> I mean, I, look, it's I enough if it again. fits your narrative. That's it. Then it's yes. enough. That's <laughs> if not, and I, then, and then I think, you, you I, think I think that's it right there for the narrative yeah. wise. Yeah. Yes. Um, to for people to get off our backs. Yes. Um, but <laughs> that's really I that's really the most important part. Trey is just to get people off yeah. our backs. <laughs> Yeah, just to get people off her backs. If y'all want to hear that Giannis is the best player, yeah. sure. If you want to hear not that Lucas that best he player, yeah, why, why not? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, and I think I think that's what it, it boils down to. You know what I mean? Who the people are leaning towards that particular week because it changes often. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Lucas leading the league in scoring, but then Giannis' team is winning. Yeah, Katie's averaging like he has the most points scored. Yeah, total. Ta- Tatum, you know what I mean? Like, Tatum's been ridiculous, right? Think, like Jokic's yeah, been incredible. I, like. 
it's I, literally nine guys averaging 30 right now geez, in the first nine wait, games. Seriously? But I think the thing is, it's not so much I'm saying he's the most skilled, but he's there's nothing you can do to stop him at this point. And there's no you know, like, like maybe like no one impacts the game the way he does, right? Right, exactly. So it's like when he's on the court, you're in for a night. And that's in a league oh. with Luca, with a Steph, bunch of other teams. <laughs> yeah, like KD, like, you like Jokic, like and to say that he no one impacts the game the way he does is like it's kind of crazy. I'll, I'll put it. Ends. I'll put it this way: somebody else could be better for like a playoff run. Like the, Steph Curry last year, I think was the best player in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, and, but like on a night to night basis, Giannis is the best to me. I would imagine, like, I would like, imagine Giannis is not a like, huge gap or anything like that between him and the other best guys, but yeah, just I would, the, uh, the level he brings it at and to do it both ends of the court, the way he does is just special. I want to know what, what it's like to prepare for a random ass night in the NBA going against the Bucks. Like for the players, I was like, fuck, we got Giannis tonight. Like, that's got to be one of those. It's got to be like, I mean, the comparisons have been made a bunch, but it's got to be like when you had to face Shaq, right? Well, of just like, Jesus, this is going to suck. Like, we may we're win, gonna start but this to have is going to suck. We're going to have the Giannisitis. Uh, the Giannis <laughs> flu. Yes. Like, I think we, we're going to have some guys that are looking you at it going to, like, man, this dude just makes everybody look like a baby. Do you know how miserable it would be second night of a back-to-back? You oh flew in. God. You got into Milwaukee at like three like, in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> You you wake up and it's, it's like snowing, hey, it's cold. Like, <laughs> hey, your assignment's Giannis. No, it's not. Cough, cough, sneeze, sneeze. <laughs> I'm not playing today. No, nah, throw my some health and safety protocols. I'm like, <laughs> I remember I I one time years ago, the Celtics had just played the Knicks, and in the locker room afterward, they were showing off bruises to each other that they'd gotten from from Carmelo Anthony, like putting his shoulder into them yeah. on drive. Yo, Melo and was a beast. Melo was now. such a physical force, yeah. but Giannis is just times ten. Yeah, and guys are just probably bruised. They're battered. They're they're talking to each other like, "What the hell are we supposed to do against this guy?" He he wore down Grant Williams in the playoff series. We didn't hear from Grant Williams the next two rounds. <laughs> Yeah, Grant Williams was like this great story, like knocking down threes and everything. He dealt with Giannis for seven games. Like, all right, man, I'm I'm tapped. I'll be he out there. Like but the don't Popeye the whole... worker. He looked, yeah. like, <laughs> he looked like Udonis. Grant Williams was, he was just like he was good against Bam out of Bio in the Eastern Conference Finals. Let's, let's give Grant his uh, his props for that. He was. I no. mean, he was. He was <laughs> What's he your was, definition of good? He was fine. Like, Bam. Bam did nothing that series. That's, yeah, but that that's was because of Bam. Bam. Like that's. I don't think that's Grant Williams shutting his ass down. Like that's that's Bam weirdly disappearing offensively in the in the playoffs every year. I think that I think that's what that was. Like he was fine. Hold on, I'm gonna look at this run. I'm gonna look at this run from from Grant Williams in the conference finals. Uh, but I mean, it's, and it's not to say anything. I. It, it, I couldn't play a second against Giannis. I'd probably just curl up in the fetal position and die. Like, it's not like this dude's getting crushed. Like he scored eight points a game on 41% from the field. Eight and four. Oh, what was what from three? Uh, he was 38%. So still hitting, still hitting threes at a still good Still hit clip. shots, yeah. but that's like his normal average. Is eight? Yeah, I think he averaged seven last year. Oh, shit. Yeah, you're right. What's that? 8.6 in the playoffs. Still had nothing. He had nothing in that, in that series. After it's 41% for the field. 
That's bad. Went from 50 to 48. Um, all right, let's uh, let's move on to another team in the Atlantic Division of your uh, NBA Eastern Conference. Uh, so, lots been going on with the Nets lately. Uh, we yeah, don't have to re- <laughs> we don't have to rehash <laughs> everything here, but uh, <laughs> Kyrie has been suspended for at least five games. He has a checklist of things to do, courtesy of uh, Shamshrani of the Athletic reporting. The, uh, the six things that he has to do to start getting himself back in position to be on the court. Sean Marks said uh, past couple of days said that, uh, you know, the apology was step one. I like on that list, the apology was what or the apology and like, you know, kind of denouncing that video uh, was number one. He did half of that. He apologized and he sort of denounced the video, but then it was like, but there are parts of it. Like portions of the video. Yeah. He couldn't, go, couldn't do the whole thing, but he did apologize. Uh, it was a, it was a good in- Instagram caption. And, um, you know, obviously the stuff with Nike is up in the air at this point. They're not going to release this, this Kyrie eight. Um, Mo, what do you think the next step is for everything in this situation because uh, like you know, this doesn't matter so much last two games though they did win and they've looked like pretty solid and i don't think that's a Kyrie thing necessarily i think they're just you know regressing charlotte to the mean thing. joe harris is there yeah charlotte's really bad <laughs> joe harris is is getting his legs under him seth curry you know not quite playing well but he's getting his legs under him and he's still like people still aren't leaving him on the court um but like what do you like is We're, this going to get resolved I mean, it will once Kyrie finishes his homework, I guess. Like it's a it's weird such a weird thing, right? Yeah. It's a, it's and, and like I disagree, I, Mo. What's I that? disagree. I don't think I don't think people are gonna let it go. No, no, I think I, that, I'm not, I, I just think it's it's just it's just awkward. But my other question, Trey, is that six step, like what happens if Joe Sai is not satisfied? We assign extra well, credit? Like what's the like I just I don't I'm with you. I don't think people will let it go. It's whether what the Nets would do. I think they'll yeah, they'll let it go because I think the I, I mean th- obviously I this is more he, serious. I think he's going to get past it. I think he's going. I think he's going. That's the thing. I think he's going to check off everything that he's supposed to do, and they're still going to feel pressure regardless. And it's going to be up to the Nets to be like, "Hey, we did our part," or because again, at the end of the day, I've been talking to everybody and their mama at this particular point, and people want him out the league. Some people are like, "I ain't gonna watch." Um, you know, obviously Nike suspended the line, which Zach mentioned. It's just to a point of like, are we just going, you know what I mean? Like how, what's the realistic, uh, standard on this? You know what I mean? Like if he accomplishes everything, he meets with everybody. Is it still just up to the fans? Is it still up to the people, you know, um, to the Jewish community? Like, like how much power do we give leaning in that? Because I really think that the consequences have been met. You know what I mean? Like to a point where not only you suspend a line that's very popular. So Nike had to take an L on this one. Mm -hmm. Then, you know, Kyrie will basically lose a million dollars in these five games of two weeks. Right. Although the nets have won and they, you know, they beat some bad teams. I don't know where, you know, they're, they'll probably be tested on that, but again, having him out hurts them. So it doesn't help them anything. And then also he, apologized but what is the determination of what's not enough you know what i'm saying because i know some people that's going to be like f that guy for life and it's like cool you feel that way 
when do we move on? But, but also because this can't be a thing over the entire season. You know what I'm saying? Well, I think that's I dependent think- on Kyrie and his comments and his attitude towards it. Right? <laughs> like if he right. carries himself with some real contrition once he's back, assuming he gets back. Um, then I do think it kind of fizzles out, especially if they win basketball, like basketball games. I think the interesting question to me about this whole thing is the Nets don't have a culture and don't have a backbone. Really? Like, remember that they took the stance against, and this is a, these are two very different scenarios. So I don't want to, I don't want to compare them as a one for one, but they took this very hard line stance. If you're not available for the road games, you're not available for the home games for us. Right? Like we're, and everyone's like, Oh yeah, vaccine applaud. Right. And, and I'm, I kind of agree with what they said, but then the second they needed to start signing some 10 day dudes, they were like, well, we got this guy. <laughs> we have a hall of famer <laughs> just waiting, right? We're going to bring him back. And they, well, it, and, well, it was, it was up to their star, Kevin Durant. Right. He's like, well, what are KD's we doing gonna, here? Yeah. And, and like, what are we doing here? I'm playing with guys that I'm, I'm, I'm probably not going to remember the names right. or I shouldn't even have to remember. I don't even know who these guys are. For 10 days. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And so, and so I understand why they, went back on their stance on that. But I don't look as at the Nets as having this like backbone. Like, oh, we're not firing Sean Marks and Steve Nash six games in. All right, Steve, you're out. Like, and that was kind of all like once this email stuff went down, you start connecting the dots behind the scenes. Like Steve Nash was always going to be fired if they got off to a slow start for yeah. most likely Ime Udoka. Uh, the, like the I, next- I, I think the, I think the Nets are going to once again I, there's part of me that's that would be shocked if it went five games. The suspension. No, no, nah, nah, no, they, nah, no. They're gonna, they're gonna go, they're gonna go it's all the way the through. Nets, man. It, I don't it, know. Like, no, I think they, they have go, to I go, think they go five games. games. Just because they're on the road, they're on the road for one, and then secondly, he's already started it. So yeah. the thing is, when they're coming back after they finish their road trip, then he'll meet the team. But I think in the in the process while he's away. He's currently doing that. You know what I'm saying? And I think that it just has to go, you know, he's just going to have to continue to do his thing and follow throughout the steps and things that and whatever meets the standards. And I think that they're just going to, you know, kind of bring him back. But again, it's going to be a still a uproar that carries over. And sooner or later, the media is going to have to draw a line of like, what's the story? You know what I, I'm saying? I, I, like, I, because I, I, cause I feel like this is a disservice to the Bucks. I feel like this is a disservice to like the um, whole league. It's so many people balling right now. For like sure. Luka Doncic is having like a crazy first nine yeah. games, bro. He's he's averaging setting records. <laughs> right. Said you know records, what I'm saying? Yes. And it's just like every time I turn on the, you know, like like and it respectfully, it's supposed to be mentioned. But now it's starting to carry over. But I, uh, I mean, I, Trey, I, the, the, the I, I 100% think that's on Kyrie's, Kyrie's attitude moving forward and, and his outward attitude moving forward. He can believe whatever he wants in private. If he comes out there and it looks like he's still trying to be cute with the media and like, I'm smarter than you and I can I can talk around this issue. If he if he acts that way, I think it carries on. If he shows actual contrition, sports are forgiving. Like if you can ball and you can and you win and everything, like sports are forgiving, but you have to show. Oh, I know I watched the NFL. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. Right, exactly. By the way, next week Deshaun Watson back on the on the field, right? He, like he has to show contrition, though. And, absolutely. Right. Yeah. And does anybody have faith that he will? Because the yes. last time we saw him, no, a mere hours before his Instagram apology, he was so unapologetic, and. 
and just completely dug in to the stance that he had previously put out there to the seeming belief that he had done nothing wrong and that he was the victim in this circumstance and showed no understanding of the pain he had caused and the seriousness of this situation. And so, cause nobody had fucked with his money. yet. So I'm not ready yet to believe that that Instagram apology was how Kyrie truly feels. And I don't believe that if he does truly feel another way, he'll put on the sorry face and just continue to move forward with contrition and everything like that. Like, I just don't see that from Kyrie Irving. So I think this could still go very, very wrong, even further wrong for the Nets. If he it's comes back. I'm with, I'm with, Zach. I'm with Zach, though. I'm with Zach, though. I disagree. He mentioned, like, again, this is this was like the ringing of a dirty towel. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you wanted to ring it all the way out and get every little drop out, this was the one. Like, because that, you know, he he actually had to huddle with his stepmom and his dad and his wife and and and, and those people and and really say, hey, you know what? This ain't worth it, brother. Like, you know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, if he was not moving in that, he wouldn't have did the second uh, apology and would have just we wouldn't have seen him. And it just would have all already already tapped out. He wants to play basketball, um, and his way is not working. Yeah, and he knows that. Yeah, and, and he knows that he's at the end of his deal, and and that he it, knows trade that, that Nike there's money, consequences that, that Nike with it. Money's up in the air moving forward. Oh, right. Yeah, like, I mean the line suspended. Yeah. He'll still be wearing Nike, but at the end of the day, but his um, his Nike contract's up pretty soon, right? I mean, all of it, everything's up. Yeah. So he could. I mean, I don't want to say. It, you know, use it, put it on the line of Mahmoud Abdul Raouf, but you know, in in a certain situation, he has to be mindful, and he is aware of that. I think at at the time it was more bluff game yeah. of like, cool, I could take a couple hits on you know, because nobody had said anything. It was just like, all right, I'm still playing. There's a lot of hits. You, <laughs> now it's a lot of hits. It's like walking into a bar, and instead of some people saying surprise, they're hitting you with bats. <laughs> Right. So, you know, I mean, it's 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 a little different. Yeah. And I don't think he's handling these hits pretty well because he obviously genuinely loves basketball and feels like I just want to do basketball. But it's like, no, you still got to do your just do to talk to the media. You still have to have appropriate answers. You still have to carry yourself as a role model, even if you feel you're not a role model. It is what it is. This comes with the territory. And with how the NBA has handled it, how the Nets organization has handled it, how the Jewish community has handled it. He has no, he has nothing. He cannot, he cannot go back on this yeah. if he wants to actually I, play I, more basketball in this league. I think he saw the mortality of his career flash. like as yeah. soon as like that stuff, I think he saw like, Oh, this actually could cost me a lot. And, and like, there are people on Twitter, just truth seekers out there who are like, Oh, you mean the guy who gave up all, you know, all that money last year and everything. It's like, yeah, he gave up all that money last year. It doesn't mean he wants to keep giving up money moving forward. Like that's not, those are not the same things. Like this is a contract year. He's gone from, you know, maybe he could get a $200 million extension a year ago or a year plus ago to shit. Like who's going to sign him. Right. He if he has, if he has this trade. reputation, if he has this reputation, right, of like it's toxic and there's anti-Semitism, all this stuff like that now goes from two hundred million dollars to he 
he may be in a Mahmoud Abdul Rauf situation. Like I, I listened to to Mahmoud talk to Dan Lebetard this past week, and in the conversation, he, you know, obviously different commissioner in different times and everything, but his his conversation with David Stern in in the league office when all that stuff was going down was like they were like no like you don't get to come into the building anymore you don't understand like if this is what it's going to be if this is the stance like you don't get to you don't get to be a part of this and this is a very different league office and a very different commissioner than it was then yeah adam gave him grace yeah adam adam, adam gave him, adam so gave him a grace. lot of chances and he blew those chances and now it's like hey you're up against it now and so you either have to be contrite and and walk the walk and talk the talk in a way where you're not trying to be too cute with this stuff. Or you may be, you know, just outside of your prime as a player, but not allowed to play anymore. No one's going to touch you, you know, and that's like that's a real mortality. And I think I mean, no matter is- how he moves forward from here, a lot of teams have already reached that point with Kyrie Irving. Yeah, Probably, he couldn't you know, find a sign of trade in the offseason. Remember, like, used, they literally said, go find a sign and trade, yeah, and he but, couldn't find that. But that's that. also, and like, now, that, Mo, to be fair, look, you're, you're right, but, like, there's a but, difference between signing a guy outright and giving up assets to sign him. No, no, I understand, I understand that. But what I'm saying is, though, like, when a guy like Kyrie comes available, you do try to do that. Yeah. You do try to give up assets. But nobody felt comfortable enough giving up assets for him, you know, in that instance. And, that was and before now this you stuff. add this to it, it becomes even toxic. Yeah. Like, I don't know how an organization can look at it now and go, even signing him outright when it's easier. Can and he even say, yeah, we're willingly bringing this guy in. Like, it's a tough – I mean, he put himself just in this real impossible position. And, I mean, it, it it is what it is. I don't know how the suspension plays out. I think it goes five games, maybe even a little longer because, you know, sometimes homework takes a while. But, like, it's a <laughs> it's a, it's a a challenge. Like, I don't they know. Like, they have, like, workbooks for him. Like, I don't understand what this what – No, they are. They're be. doing – they're creating a – what was oh, it? Uh, I don't trust that Sensitive training. And then the other one was trading uh, uh, anti-Semitism and anti-hate program for him. Like, yeah. what Combined? What does that mean? Those are two different steps. Remember yeah, when we – like, s- I don't understand. Yeah, Remember redundant. when we sat here over the summer and said – you know the the vaccine stuff is behind him. Like, oh, it should, is. We haven't talked about the vaccine stuff in a while. And it's like there's always something new with this guy. Yep. There's always something new. If it's not the anti-Semitism, like, who would have thought we'd be talking about fucking anti-Semitism? I don't even trust myself to talk about it. Of the <laughs> of the basketball season, like yeah. that's just an absurd thing to be talking about that I never would have anticipated becoming an issue in the nba i did not have that as because a potential of Kyrie topic this season yeah and, uh, and this guy like there's just always something new and i think if you're a team no matter how he comes back from from this stuff if you're a team that considers signing him you have to know that something like this is going to pop up yeah that's just how it's going to be or yeah or, or, or something deal, you're going to have to deal with some controversy of his making Hey, speaking of controversy, guys, I want to bring you to the fun world of what Spencer Dinwiddie says <laughs> that <laughs> Tony Brothers said about him. This is bizarre. Like, I I saw Tim McMahon's tweet, and I thought, is Tim is Tim doing a joke here? I don't understand what's going on. So this is this is the quote from Spencer Dinwiddie following uh, the game the other night. I understand it's the heat of the moment. I've definitely said swear words. But, like, if I was playing against somebody in the other team and they said that to my teammates, I would be like, listen, I'm right here. But because, obviously, they're referees' positions of authority and whatnot, you cannot necessarily ask for that address. 
So I'm just taking my fair stance and saying, hey, look, if you feel that way, fine by me. Just say it to my face like any other grown man. That's all I want. I'm not even mad at the language. Everybody has said things before they're upset or feeling sensitive or hurt. That's fine. Just say it to my face. Because apparently after teeing up Spencer Dinwiddie, Tony Brothers said to, I think it was Reggie Bullock, that called Spencer a, a bitch-ass Motherfucker. Is that what it was? Yeah, bitch ass yes. mother. Um, guys, I simply want to be called a bitch ass mother in my face. That's all I'm my teammate. So if there is anybody that feels that way about me, not naming any names, they can address me personally, face to face, because no uh, swear words were used in the direction of anybody um, personally. It was like, hey, that wasn't a take foul. Or uh, that wasn't a fucking take foul or something like that. But it wasn't anything that was uh, personal. Um, so NBA, I would definitely like my money back. And I would appreciate no fine at all in uh, this monologue. Hey, Jay, you, you look like you say that on the hoop court, bro. All the time. Oh Jay, God, yeah. Jay says it in warm-ups. Jay says yeah. it to us in the group chat. What are you talking about in warm-ups? I, I have said that phrase from time to time. But, but I'm not a referee. <laughs> I'm not a referee. I'm not an authority here. I'm just just some clown. This is well, yeah. Uh, this is um, this brings me back to like this game. It's not as fun because I don't think Tony Brothers is nearly as fun. He's not fun at all. But it just gave me some real nostalgic Joey Crawford vibes. Joey Crawford would say that we wouldn't even bl- we wouldn't even blink an eye, right? Like we would yeah, he like would, he tossed him Duncan for laughing on the bench. Like what did. are we? Hey, you know what? I I stand with Joey Crawford on that one. That was a sarcastic okay. ass laugh. He knew the cameras are on. He was trying to show up, Joey Crawford. You don't do that to Joey Crawford, Tim Duncan. You take your ass to the Hall of Fame and don't you dare smile. I, I will say, I will say, snitching on Tony Brothers, kind of a bitch ass motherfucker move. <laughs> by Dinwiddie or by the teammate? By Dinwiddie. What? Kind of a bitch ass motherfucker. Boy. I don't know, man. The same way, the same way he wanted Tony to say it to his face. Just go talk to Tony, man. He can't. He can't. <laughs> and you know what the chicken shit thing of this all is too is that the the pool reporter at the game couldn't talk to Tony Brothers after because those are only for rules and fractions. I'm sorry if there's a story that you just called a player to a teammate's face a bitch ass motherfucker. I think you gotta. You got to at least we, clear something up here. The world deserves an explanation. I Look, somebody does. Hey, man, when you mess with my Bitcoin money, <laughs> you know. Bitcoin mess, mess with your Bitcoin tell. money. Is that, maybe, think about maybe. that. Because think about that. He got the tech. Baby Tony Brothers jumped in on that. He got the tech. He got to yeah. pay that. Yeah, he probably lost money. I love that. When he, when he came, when he he came up to the press conference, he's it. like, I want that back. I want, he's my, so I want my fine back. He looked to Spencer Dinwiddie for financial advice. And now crypto is tanked. And he's furious. From the investor's point of view. He's got a rep for another 20 years. His pension's gone. Just big discounts and fast rates. And here's what I mean by fast. Listen, this is Sue Haynes, account 864555. I'd like to buy 300 shares of Mega at the market. Mega's at 10. I'm entering your order to buy 300 shares at market. That's it. Thanks. See? If fast trades and big discounts make sense to you. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, what do you think? Do you think there's a like a punishment here? The league won't publicly punish referees, right? They never do. Yeah. That's the problem with the league sometimes. Nope. Is I want to see. And now, and now he gonna keep he gonna keep doing it. I, if I was him, I'd keep doing it just to be pissing people <laughs> keep off. Keep the same energy. <laughs> yeah, man. 
I'm, you know what? I'm actually for the refs, man, at this point. Spencer's my guy, but I want to see the refs talk more trash, too. Yeah. Go yeah. for it. <laughs> Is there he going to show up at the jump ball going like, fuck you, fuck you, you're cool, fuck you? <laughs> <laughs> like, is he going to start doing that? Like, what is there, there was one time, probably I don't know how many years ago, but the Celtics were having a scrimmage. And one of the players who's long since moved on from the Celtics got mad at the call that the, the it was an assistant coach's reffing. He said, motherfucker, you're, you're roughing like Tony Brothers out here. <laughs> I was dying That's an laughing. insult, man. That's <laughs> I was dying laughing. Like, he was so mad just calling his assistant coach Tony Brothers. So... <laughs> Tony's got a reputation out there. I mean, Tony's not a good ref. I don't get why he like it's tenure at this point, but like he's not he's not good. I have a theory that all the refs we don't think are good are probably the best refs. No, no, no. Yeah, was, yeah I'm leaning bad. towards I'm I'm leaning I'm leaning towards the ref side because no, but now Trey hard. now Trey is pro ref. And I don't understand means... this move at all. Like I don't. <laughs> that's not an argument. I'm I'm yeah, concerned. No, nah, <laughs> I just I mean it's a lot of. It's a lot of pressure, bro. It is a lot. Hey, don't get me wrong. It's a lot of pressure. But, like, Tony Brothers is bad. Scott Foster is bad. Kane Fitzgerald <laughs> is bad. James Williams is bad. Like, those are four really bad referees who are heavily involved in playoffs I mean, can, and NBA finals. Can we, can we talk about the Jeremy Grant mistravel? <laughs> oh, my God. Or the Tyler Hero mistravel on that, that winter. Yes. It the was only yes. They They've called so many travels in the last week. How do you miss those two? What's funny is they missed that Tyler Hero that Tyler Hero travel against the Kings, but they had called like four carry violations on Jordan Poole in Miami. Like, well, those were carries. <laughs> they were. Like, that was a travel. Like, yeah, no, no, they were travels. Nah, the they got lo- they got to loosen up, man. The game too loose, man. The, well, the style of dribble is still it, there. It is. They, it's becoming way too much. Very in one mixtape, man. Like, but what's <laughs> what's funny? What's funny about it, Trey? Too is they called the travel on the previous play on Mikael Bridges, which was a travel. It was a travel, yeah. <laughs> and then they blow this one. The dude took four steps. <laughs> it wasn't even close. <laughs> great, man. It was great. You know what? I like what... Get rid of the... Get rid of the last two-minute report. It, it doesn't, doesn't do anything. anything. It's it useless. Yeah, it doesn't do anything. So get rid Nothing, of it. Nothing's worse as a team after you've lost a one-point game and then the next day, the they, the the report says, "Ah, oh, you should have won." We're not going to do anything about it. Well, yeah, you don't won. get to run it back or anything, but <laughs> you, you don't get a protest. You don't get a you know. But that's an like, our bad. Maybe we'll give you a call down the road. Maybe we're going to forget about it. What are we talking about? <laughs> the uh, I do. Uh, I I also want to get rid of replays. Let's just go with human error again, okay? As I'm talking about what a bad referee Tony Brothers is. Let's go just, just go back to human error. I'm sick of the replays. I don't want any of this stuff anymore. I liked I it for a bit, and like it just slows the game down. We can argue about whatever. Like I, I'm done with it. This is your best take ever. Your best take ever. <laughs> just live with bad calls, people. Just, just live, with, live them. with them. We did it's it for part 50 of the game. years. We don't need to add on another two or three minutes every time there's no. a video review. We don't need coaches challenges we just need to live with errors yeah that's it it happened and it gives us more to argue about no i i like the coaches challenge just more because you just i i I like to see the the person on the bench sweat who said challenge that and that it's clearly wrong well then at least at least improve the theater of it all put a camera on that guy and that woman that said yeah you got to challenge that 
Yeah, like that's the that's the more fun stuff I like about like, you know, there's when the head coach looks to the bench going like, should I challenge? <laughs> I would like, never yes. answer that, by the way. If I was an assistant coach, I would never answer that question. Ass- You're not putting that shit on me. Somebody is assigned that role because, you know, they have a video guy on the bench. now. Yeah, like, that's he's a literally stressful looking role, at honestly. That's too it's stressful. stressful. My answer would always be no. <laughs> My favorite thing is when a player like four minutes into a game gets called for a foul or something and they're like challenge that. It's like, buddy, you got to relax. <laughs> we got a long game ahead of us. We don't need to challenge this bullshit right now. The player calling for the challenge is my favorite one because the team should institute a rule of like, if you call for a challenge, we challenge and you're wrong. And it was clearly a foul or whatever. I think you should have to run laps during the game. <laughs> push-ups on the side. Yeah, you got to go do push-ups. You got to go do 50 push-ups on the side before you can return to the game, return to play. But you're not subbed out. So now it's just four on five. Four on five. Yes, absolutely. I think that's what should happen. And um, then you see a dude that's struggling at 39 push-ups can't get the other 11. <laughs> oh, shit. Can Kevin Durant do 50 push-ups? Remember we couldn't, like, bench whatever? He can do 50. I don't know. Those are long arms, man. Long arms. I don't think it's people realize the frame, long though. arms push-up It's a light issue. frame. It is a light frame. That's true. Uh, all right. Speaking of, uh, speaking of just bad things, it's time for <laughs> J. King's King's Minute. Hey, you guys want to lighten the mood a little bit? Please. Yes, 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 I do. It's time for It's time for Jay King's King's Minute. Brought to you by Jay. Brought to you by Jay. Jay, as you get ready to talk, I've been told to keep it to one minute by Jade Hoy, so your time starts now. I mean... What a finish. What a finish to that Orlando Magic game. I have never seen a dumber end. They were up four with 14 seconds left and needed a game winner. Oh, my God. De'Aaron Fox, for some reason, God bless his soul, he's trying to play defense. He takes a char- He tries to take a charge near midcourt and, and gets a foul with... 11 seconds left. Like, what are you doing, pal? You're up four. Just let them do whatever. Up. Four point game. Do not Sub. foul. Oh, my God. No. no foul. That's the last thing you ever want to do. Then, then Suggs hits two free throws. They inbound it to Malik Monk, who decides, hey, you know what? I'm just going to spin and throw this nonsense pass across the court. The magic tile. Miles is going to inbound to Malik Monk. They trap him in the corner. Monk throws it away. OKK sends it in. And we're tied at 123. No timeouts here for the Kings. But the Kings, this is why they stay Kings. They respond. You come at the Kings, King, you best not miss. De'Aaron Fox from half court. Two Fox from midcourt. Got it! De'Aaron Fox called game! What a magical finish. What an incredible run. I hope I've stayed within a minute. And time. That was an epic Kings. Time, epic Kings time, game. time. No more of J. King's Kings Minute. That was incredible. <laughs> Next subject. <laughs> How can you not love the Kings after that sequence? Uh, before we Mike go. Brown probably won. Well, shut everyone. up. The Kings Minute's over. <laughs> It's over. You got a minute. You got a minute. I've been told. I know. Unfortunately, it will carry long into the group chat. Uh, before we go, uh, let's let's name one thing 
we're excited about this week in the NBA. One thing we didn't even mention, like this isn't exciting, but like James Harden's out for a month. Cam Johnson's going to have knee surgery on a torn meniscus. Some bad news, but let's get let's get some good news in there. So Mo, what's something you're looking forward to watching this week in the NBA? Luka Doncic, he's just been incredible. Granted, the team's not that great, and he has to do everything, but he's doing everything. He's unbelievable <laughs> for this team. Yeah. He's just it's all it's it's just amazing to watch. I don't know how long he can hold out, so I'm going to enjoy him as much as I can right now before he just gets tired because they're putting this, way too much on him. This is what it looks like when he's in shape. By the way, is he just, he just scores thirty every night without? without but you know what? It sucks. Really having just, to try. He's in shape, and they didn't give him any help. He's in shape, and they said oh, do more. Man. And Christian Wood, you know, I was told okay. Christian Wood. Really As I said, they didn't give him any help. Uh, Jay, what's something you're looking forward to this week? The Utah Jazz. Wow. <laughs> the Utah Jazz. <laughs> give me more jazz. They are playing beautiful basketball. Like, it's a, it's stupid that they are 7-3 right now. But I'm feeling the Utah Jazz right now. Far more Go- than I ever felt them last year. Go check out if you want more Utah Jazz. Go check out the latest one mo thing. Oh, that's a, that's a plug. How about that? Yeah, finally you that's plugged it. Plug. It only took you a year and a half to plug that on. It this took podcast. a long time. I needed somebody to throw the lob. It didn't seem like any of you were going to ever throw one. <laughs> no, you know I'm not passing. Uh, Trey, what is something you're looking forward to watching the NBA this week? Lakers, Cavs, oh, Lakers, Cavs. That's, yeah, that's, Gar- that's today, Lakers? man. That's today. Before Lake, hear me, before hear me we, out. Garrett Garland's back playing. Um, the Cavs are fun. The Lakers, Lakers maybe, is responding well off the yeah, bench. Yeah, maybe found something with the six-man um, rule. Yeah, and, you know, it's just something nostalgic about LeBron playing against the Cavs. It's always fun. So we'll see. Um, but, yeah, I just like watching the Cavs play. Garland's That's one of all. my favorite players to watch, man. That, he's that good, dude man. Is so smooth. Everyone just says he's a shooter, man. That dude can play point guard. He's a yes. good I was going to say, my favorite, my favorite player to watch right now is Bones Highland, hands down. Oh, I love Bones Highland. Oh, I, I knew Zach was going to love Bones yes. Highland, but I, I, I didn't know Bones Trey was going to be there too. Absolutely, man. Bones is great. Um, all right, my thing. You know what? I'm really enjoying how just minute to minute it swings of incompetence to, hey, maybe this team is good with the Minnesota Timberwolves. They are just an unbelievable show right now. No, it's, they're pretty much incompetent all the time. But my God, like they're... I mean, this team, they played the dumbest playoff series I've ever seen last year. And Memphis was a big part. Memphis was dumb in that series, too. Both of them, yes. But they have, the Wolves have carried this over into this season after trading all that for Rudy Gobert. And, like, if I'm Chris Finch, maybe I try to get fired and just collect these checks. Like, this (laughs) this cannot be a team that you want. Like, D'Angelo Russell is awful right now awful anthony edwards has one dunk on the season because he's like yeah this lane's clogged no up the lane. there's no room for me to go dunk i don't know what That's the inc- that was doing. incredible incredible press conference i'm i'm, I'm a little disappointed zach because i thought you were going to do a film noir twist and say you were excited for the sacramento kings no nobody's excited for the sacramento kings no offense sacramento uh yeah no i'm i this wolves thing is just weirder every game and so i'm here for watching how bad that is uh, that's going to do it for this edition of the Athletic NBA Show podcast. Make sure you check out all the podcasts on the network. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you're subscribed not only to the athletic.com, go get you that newsletter, the Pulse newsletter, man. Great way to 
So open up your morning every single morning with that newsletter. Make sure you got all that. For Jay, for Mo, for Trey, I'm Zach. Keep it locked on The Athletic.